Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. And wow, this Shabbos, Shabbos Hanukkah, we have a special treat. We take out three Sifrei Torah. The first one we read from Parshas Hashavua, Parshas Miketz. From the second one we read from Rosh Chodesh, tomorrow being Rosh Chodesh Teves, and the third one we read Hanukkah. Very special, what used to be called a uh, Shabbos Kodak moment, but one that they're taking pictures upstairs in Shamayim, and uh, one that fills us with a great deal of excitement and privilege. First of all, let's understand why. Tonight, Erev Shabbos, Friday afternoon, when we light the Ner Hanukkah, which we do before the Ner Shabbos, we have to use large candles. We cannot use the small colored candles. The reason for this is because the Hanukkah light has to last for minimum one and a half hour. The reason for that is candle lighting in the New York area is 413 and the Bahag, Baal Halochos Gedolos, is the one who said that women accept Shabbos with their lighting of the Shabbos candles. So therefore, for them, we could not light their Shabbos first, even though it is Todir. It means it's constant. 52 weeks a year, we light Ner Shabbos. Eight days a year, we light Ner Hanukkah. Logic should have had it that we do Shabbos first. However, because women accept Shabbos with the lighting of Shabbos candles, we could not light, they certainly could not light Ner Hanukkah after they've lit Ner Shabbos, and it would be wrong for the men in the house to be motzi them at a time when they could not light it. So our practice is we light Ner Hanukkah first. Now, the ideal time to light Ner Hanukkah is at the end of Shkia or at Seis. If Shkia is approximately 4.30, a few moments before, so then 40 minutes after Shkia would be 5.10, which is the ideal time that we have been lighting throughout the week of Hanukkah. Now, we cannot light at 5.10. It's Shabbos. So we light before Shabbos, but we have to have enough fuel candle oil that after 510 it's still going to burn for another half hour which is the minimum amount of time that the Ner Hanukkah has to burn. So therefore one has to use enough oil or use large candles. Now if your menorah does not hold the large Shabbos candles then my strong suggestion is that you can take tea lights, these small round um, uh, lights, which last over two hours, line them up 
on tin foil or other metal um, foundation that's going to be safe. And the secret is, while it's preferable to use a menorah reflecting the miracle which happened in the Beis Hamikdash, you don't need a menorah, so you can line up six tea lights and put a seventh to the side acting as the shamash, and that way you would satisfy your obligation for Ner Hanukkah for this evening. I'd like to share with you an exciting word which is found in the beginning of Parshas Miketz, which I really believe reflects not only the excitement of Yosef, but literally a portent for the future, including shedding light on Hanukkah itself. The Torah tells us at the very beginning of the parsha, it was at the end of two years, and Rashi at the end of Parshas Vayeshev tells us that Yosef, who had been 10 years in jail, is now, quote, subject or sentenced to two more years because he put too much trust in the Sarah Mashkim, in the butler of uh, Mitzrayim, with whom he was incarcerated. And now, the time is up. And so what happens? Uparo So most people understand, well, since Paro dreamt and no one could give him a satisfactory explanation for the dream, so um, this way Yosef gets out of jail. Because at this point here, the butler says, oh yes, Shamitanu, there in jail with us, was this uh, young uh, Hebrew slave, and uh, that's how Yosef gets out. However, the Beis HaLevi says, no, you've got it all wrong. It was after two years, and now Yosef's time is up. Yosef has to get out. How is he going to get out? So, there are many different ways. He could have had a uh, great escape, and just, no. The idea is, now that Yosef has to come out, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu causes that Paro dreams, and there's no one to interpret it, in order for Yosef to now rise from where he was to where he's going to be. So the Torah tells us in Pasuk Yud Dalid that when Paro hears of Yosef's ability, Vayishlach Paro Vayikra Es Yosef. Paro sends and calls for Yosef, Vayiritsu Minabor, and they literally rushed him out of the pit, out of jail. And he shaves. And he changes his clothes. Now we know there's not an extra word in the Torah. What if the Torah didn't say and they ran him out of jail? They brought him to Paro. Why isn't that sufficient? So there is a very powerful sapurno on this Pasuk, on the word Vayiritsuhu. And the Sapurno says, this was Kederech 
called Shuos Hashem. This was in keeping with all the salvations of Hashem, Shenaseis Kamorega, that happened literally in a moment, in a flash. Ka'omro, and he quotes several psukim to substantiate this. Kikrovo Yeshua Silavo, Hashem in Yeshaya 56 says, quickly, soon is my salvation going to come. And he says, this is the way it was in Mitzrayim. Kigorshum in Mitzrayim. We were in Egypt for 210 years. But when the time came, they literally pushed us out of Mitzrayim. And this is the explanation as to why we matzah. Shlohispik bitzeikam shalavoseinu. There wasn't time for our bread to rise. And so too, he points out that in the future, as we're told in the beginning of the third chapter of the Navi Malachi, when he says, Suddenly, the Odon, the Master whom you are waiting for, namely the Moshiach, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself are going to come to the Beis HaMikdash and it's going to happen Piso. So the idea that I'd like to share with you to begin with is number one. After our lighting of the menorah and after we've said Haneros Halalu explaining that these are lights to commemorate the nace of Hanukkah, we sing Mo'osur Yeshua Si, that we sing literally acknowledging that Hashem is the rock of our salvation. And the next line is Tikom Beis Tefillah Si, literally restore my house of prayer. So as we sing that tonight, Tikom Beis Tefillah Si, understand that you're going to say to yourself, oh my goodness, it's almost 2,000 years, but when it comes, it comes literally, Vayiritsu, <coughs> it's going to come most, most quickly. Yeshua's Hashem Keheref Ayin. But I believe that there's an, an additional message here. The message of Vayiritsuhu is that this is all Lamalo Menateva. This is all supernatural and above the natural. We start with Yosef, that Yosef is in jail and he's going to go literally from rags to riches. He's going to go from one extreme to the next. One minute he's languishing in a jail and the next moment he becomes literally the Mishnah Lamelech, the Viceroy, the second in command. There is no way to explain this other than this is seeing Hashem literally conducting Himself in a manner which is, quote-unquote, the Malamanateva. And this is a portent, says the Soporno, for us to recognize and realize throughout Jewish history. And this is exactly what we saw at Hanukkah time, in the middle of the winter, in the darkest of times, at nighttime, the longest nights. What did we see? As we say in the Al-Hanisim, Rabim Biyad Ma'atim. We see literally that the many 
thousands, tens of thousands, Rashi says at the end of Zos HaBracha, that Moshe <coughs> is mispalel for Shevet Levi. He looks into the future and he sees how the Chashmonoyim are going to be so significantly outnumbered. <coughs> so when Moshe says, Mechatz Mosnaim Komov, smash the loins of his foes. This is Moshe being mispalel for the Chashmonoyim. And we are to realize that the Rabbim, Biyad Ma'atim, <coughs> the many Greeks who were given over to the few loyal Jewish men who were fighting the family of Kohanim and Chashmonoyim, this is something which is completely and totally the Malamanateva. The problem is that people, when they reflect upon a war, so they say to themselves, well, when there's a war, there's always someone that's going to win and someone's going to lose, and we have the home court advantage, all kinds of reasons. So our rabbis tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the additional, more popular, understood miracle of the Pach Hashemin, of the oil lasting for eight days, to be Megala, to reveal and to remind us that this was a time of Nisim, and that the military victory was an incredible nace. This is the implementation of Vayiritsuhu, what happened with Yosef. Of course, you could ask yourself, this is our constitution, and the constitution doesn't usually have biographical material. So why does the Torah spend so much time on one person? So just as the Ramban tells us in Parshas Lech Lecha, that Maasei Ovos, Simon Lebonim, what happened to Avraham, to Yitzchak, and Yaakov is a portent of what will happen and has happened throughout Jewish history. So the Svasemis and others point out that Yosef is almost in the status of that fourth Av, and just as Pesach is connected to Avraham Avinu, and Shavuos is connected to Yitzchak, and Sukkos to Yaakov, Hanukkah is, says the Sfas Emes, connected to Yosef Hatzadik. So when we light Ner Hanukkah tonight, stand at the menorah, and just say to yourself one word, Vayuritsuhu, that this is all Lamalam Pinch yourself. Be careful, not while you're holding the candle, but the idea is that you should realize how proud and privileged you are to be part of a people of Vayuritsuhu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Megala himself, shows himself to us by these incredible uh, phenomena of Jewish history. And just as we have been privileged to see this in the past, by Emim HaHeim, Emir Hashem, it's coming very soon, Bazman Hazer. Shabbat Shalom, a good Chodesh, and a Freilich Hanukkah to all.